The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast are those of the host slash guest and do not necessarily reflect the views or positions of any of BXR entities and those they represent. different but what's up what's that what's what what's what it's different but it's still the same hey thank you for being up in the place tonight with me it is another thursday december the 7th can you believe it december the 7th oh my goodness so what's that 18 days to christmas i'm ready i'm ready and the truth is the goddess shed shed's real the empress lady cake mix baby ain't even weren't about it because guess what i got enough troubles today yes ma'am but thank y'all for joining me for another show we're gonna get into it you know we're gonna get all into it the what and the what's and the what in the world but before i get into all of that y'all know how i start my show i started off with the prayer and everything else like that just to bring some light up in here you know what i mean just to make sure that the light always remains and to just to keep my attitude and my mood right okay because i'm here but I ain't always here, y'all, because I am tired. I am sleepy. I am sleep deprived. But I'm live and I'm going to be live for y'all, okay? Giving y'all the best that I got. Because you know, if I ain't got nothing, I got some love for y'all. And guess what? I'm coming through. Your news, our views. So let's do it. We're going to get into the topic, the end to begin that's tonight's topic i'm gonna let you know all about it but let's pray let's pray and remember that's what that's what a prayer ain't nothing but releasing and speaking to our higher power asking him to guide us asking them for protection okay let's do it Dear God, we thank you. Thank you for another day and another opportunity, oh, Father God, just to get it right, oh, Father God, in a world, in a time where everything seems to be going so wrong. Oh, Father God, today, Lord, I pray for everyone who's watching, anyone that is listening, oh, Father God, even myself, oh, Father God, continue, Lord, to build us up, Lord, where we fall down. Lord, I ask you to send, Lord, an abundance of healing, an abundance of longevity, oh, Father God, in any area that we may need it. Oh, Father God, we fall short. We fall short and we will continue to fall short, oh, Father God, but and trusting in you, oh, Father God, I can say that we can stand tall. Lord, give us light in every area of darkness that we have in our life, oh, Father God. I ask for an abundance of creativity, Lord. Supply us with more and more and more and more and more all day. And let that more be anything that you feel as though that we need, oh, Father God, because, Lord, there's a lot of things that we want oh father god but i thank you for supplying everything that we need oh father god i just thank you oh father god i thank you i thank you for continuing to keep us i thank you for continuing oh father god to love us lord even when we do not show or have the ability to love ourselves oh father god have mercy on our souls oh father god with the year coming to an end oh father god i ask that you give us courage give us strength 
Give us wisdom, Lord, the serenity, oh, Father God, to know when things come to an end, oh, Father God, everything that comes to an end, there is a new beginning, oh, Father God. And I just thank you for knowing that, Lord. I trust that in my heart. I trust that in my spirit. And I ask, oh, Father God, that you allow everyone listening to this prayer to receive it, oh, Father God. Be able, oh, Father God, to close their eyes, to leave their eyes open, however they may need to do it, oh, Father God, and just talk to you. Oh, Father God, I thank you for listening. For I know you hear all prayers, oh, Father God. And even when it does not come off with clarity from my tongue, oh, Father God, I know you know my heart, oh, Father God. So I thank you, Lord, for the spirit, oh, Father God, who can speak to you, oh, Father God, in the ways that I do not know how. Amen. 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 Because sometimes I be getting sidetracked. I be blinded. Y'all know all that. Y'all know all that. You know all that. And it ain't just me. It's you too. But you just got to keep on going. See, when I talk about this topic, the end to begin, you know what I'm saying? A lot of times, you know, when things are ending for us, whatever it may be, the end to a job, the end to a relationship, you know, a lot of times we may think that that's the end all to be so, but it's not. Whenever something comes to an end, I want you to remember that something else is going to begin. And it might not come when you want it, how you want it, but we just have to learn to be still. Be still for real, be still for real. Often when I am not on the show, you know, I sit down in the middle of the night, getting clarity, clearing my mind, doing my meditation or whatever, however you may say, right? And I'll be looking at reels, looking at different things. And I seen something the other day, it was a pastor, don't know his name. And quite frankly, he said, because I spoke on this many times on the show, and I'm always saying, you know, speak life, speak life. Whatever you practice, you will master. So that goes both ways. So if you're not speaking life into your life, saying that I'm okay, you won't be okay. If you're sitting around saying that I'm sad, you will be sad. I'm depressed, you will be depressed. I am broke, you will be broke. And basically, the pastor was saying that the adversary, you know, the devil's out here, right? That they don't know nothing unless you tell them. And they say, in order to be blessed, we got to learn how to shut up. We got to learn how to shut up. So tonight, I'm here to encourage you to bring an end to your self-hate so you can begin to self-love. Bring an end to your doubt. So you can begin to believe, okay? Bring an end to your despair so you can begin to be encouraged, okay? Bring an end to saying that you are broke <laughs> so you can begin to recognize what your riches are, okay? Because it's not all about money. I'm gonna get into it a little bit more deeper, but if you watch my show before, you already know that I like to share things and topics and just my opinions Falls like that when it be on my show of what I'm going through, of what I'm going through. Um, I think I told y'all my story a little bit before about, you know, when I first was ready to start this show and everything. And I was gloomy, going through a very gloomy time um, in my life. And I still be having them gloomy moments. Okay. Um, but Marnie had reached out to me, gave me this opportunity. And I was like, okay, okay, God, you know, things is falling on my lap. And then I was thinking, he was like, 
the show topic. I mean, the show name. You need a show name. What's going to be the show name? And I was like, I don't know. So it's like he reached out to me for the opportunity. I was like, okay, God, I don't know. I guess this is what you had me do. But I was trying to sit in my self-pity, y'all. Yes, I was. I had just um, walked away from a job of 13 years. God was telling me some things. And I was like, what are you talking about? Okay, okay. Because I kept being uncomfortable. I walked away and things just was not mapping out for me the way that I thought that they would be. So just like a human, right? My spirit being, being in this human body, okay? I was like, what am I going to do? So I just kept on praying, kept on encouraging my spirit, right? And that's how the name of the show came, right? Because that's what it hit me. Say, you better live. I was thinking about all of my loved ones that are gone, no longer here. And I was like, it just was hitting me like, you better live. Do you hear me? And God told me that every day of my life, that better be my message. So that's what it is, no matter what I'm going through. But I think that it's very important when I come through here to let you know what I am going through. I am going through guys i really am i praise god that i don't look like what i'm going through and that i continue to just to be still you gotta work you gotta do the work too but i continue to be still and just trusting that i'm gonna be okay because i know i'm a good person right and even though it's no such thing as things that only happen to bad people or good people right i know that me being a good person a good spirit that even when all of this bad is happening around me, I know God means it for my good. And I've become more humble, more just appreciative, more spiritual, more sound with myself, more loving with myself, taking better care of myself, knowing in those moments to give myself credit. Like, seriously, y'all, like, seriously, I still cry. Look, I'm ready to cry. I should have said because it's really deep for me. I'm telling you. But I had to realize that certain things that I was doing, I had to bring it to an end in order to have a new beginning. So people be kind of, they going to look at you crazy when you know, you know your situation, when they think they know your situation, right? They going to be looking at you crazy when you're still smiling, when they feel like you should be crying. But I'm going to tell you, keep going, keep going, keep going. Because when is the end to one thing, a new thing will begin. And I don't necessarily, I can't tell you if that new thing is going to be a good or a bad thing. Because, you know, it, it's how we view it. But I'm telling you, walk by faith and not by sight. It's not always what it looks like. It's not always what it looks like and if you can just be still and end all that other foolishness that i told you about that self-date the doubt that hatred all that other stuff then you're gonna have a new beginning i'm telling you i i don't know when it changed for me if you was looking last thursday i missed y'all right because you know i wasn't on here thursday on thanksgiving i don't know how i forgot to announce that to you guys the week before um thanksgiving like oh i ain't gonna be on here next week but it's just that when the week came right i was like oh this week thanksgiving so it was like no question we definitely not doing the show and then last week 
All right, I'm gonna tell y'all what happened, right? <laughs> I went to Met Night. I ain't even gotta tell y'all about the preparation thing because y'all know. Yeah, okay. So I went to Met Night at one of my one of my children's school, and I had things and everything else like that. And I was like, I can do it, but I just felt like I was like running behind. I hadn't sent my information and none of that stuff for the show. All of that school news. And it was just like last minute. I was like, I ain't got to do it. Thinking that I was holding up my good, precious producer. But oh, he was like, mm -mm. next time you let me know ahead of time because you know, y'all didn't waste my time today. And I just felt bad. I was gagging. I was gagging, y'all. But I know he meant well. And it's never personal, it's business. And guess what? I know better than that. You cannot play with people's time because I definitely do not <laughs> want you to play with mines, okay? So I ain't had to do nothing but respect it, okay? Nothing but respect it. So if you are on here tonight, I told you I'm a little bit just rambling. You get what I'm saying? Because like I told you, I am tired. I am tired, y'all. I am tired. And it is not just my sleep. <laughs> Deprivation, come on now. I'm saying it wrong, Moni. You gotta say something. How you say it? <laughs> but not only me. The funny part is that I'm laughing. I was laughing, and I was gonna say it's deprivation. Deprivation. I know, <laughs> I'm right? I'm, look, look, I know how to get you to talk to me because I told y'all talking. I, 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 so I need it tonight, Moni. <laughs> deprivation. I know what it is. Deprivation. <laughs> I purposely said that wrong <laughs> just to get you to say something, but you didn't. You just was laughing and I had you call you out on your correction. Uh, but anyway, guys, um, usually too, I do out the shout outs at the end of the show. I'm going to do them right now so I can get into everything. Y'all already know what season it is. Season it is on the Zodiac sign. Oh, that bad Sage. Yes, that Sagittarius. I love Sagittarius. I say I love everybody, don't I? But I do, I do. I don't like some people, but I love them. I love them. I got love from them. But what I'm learning, like I said, and just growing and just learning who I am is that I can love you from a distance. So it's a lot of people I love, but I feel like I don't like her. I don't like her. I don't like him. I don't like her. And guess what? It's some people over here that think I say. <laughs> Think about me. But yes, it's the bad Sag. The bad Sagittarius. I'm telling y'all, y'all is a bad sign. Half man, half amazing. Yes, that's what y'all look like. Half man, half horse. And I'm telling y'all, y'all definitely know how to run a course. And I love y'all. I definitely have to give a shout out um, to my dear late best friend who is resting in power, Rodney O.G. Johnson. Yes, I named my truck. That's been holding me down for a long time after him. Yes, Big Broad Doug O.G., right? Um, he has been deceased. Uh, this year will be... Huh. He was the first murder in the millennium. January 1st, 2000. He was killed right up on Emerson Avenue. Broke my heart, broke my spirit. But that was one situation in my life that really brought me to God. It really did bring me to God. Not to say that I hadn't been to church before. I know, you know, how to pray and God and everything. I'll say that. But that right there, sometimes it'd be certain losses that you take. I'm telling you, you, you ain't got nothing else left but to gain faith and to try to gain and to try to understand because I was completely lost. That was my best friend. 
Rodney Johnson. Um, his birthday is coming up December the 11th. I love him so much. Uh, December the 9th, Fat Man. Yeah, still locked up. Oh, my goodness. That was one of my first serious boyfriends, my first relationships. Um, Aaron Jones, Fat Man, East Baltimore um, native. He's still locked up, y'all. He's been locked up. I know now going on 20 years, but he still keeps in touch. That's still my that but still my dear friend. His birthday is on the ninth. It was like three dudes that I lived like that. That was just like my peoples, and all of them was at the beginning of my on odd numbers. So we had um Fat Man on December the ninth. Happy birthday, Fat Man! I give you a shout out early. Not only Fat Man on December the ninth, but yes, one of my babies. Yes, my children's niece. Kylie. Hey, Kylie. Kylie will be the big 14. I love her daily. She know Mama Chess. Love her. I cannot continue without giving her a shout out. Happy birthday, Kylie. Happy birthday, Fat Man. They share the same birthday. I, look, that just came to me like, wow, that's why I love her. Yeah, December the 9th. I love him. Love a December the 9th, Sagittarius. Um, December the 11th was my friend Rodney, who's been gone for so long. It would be approaching 24 years that he's been gone. Uh, my son, middle name, my oldest son, middle name is Rodney because me and him used to always have talks. I don't I, I don't know why, but we just always used to have those deep talks um, when we sat by ourselves. And he used to always say, Chance, if something happened to you, I'm telling you. My daughter, I don't care what they say, my daughter won't have chastity in her name somewhere. Um, so that was kind of an honor to him. I used to always laugh and say, boy, you back, please, that girl don't name that baby no chastity, right? Uh, but I just always laugh. But I never told him, like, oh, yeah, if I have a son, I'm going to name him Rodney, right? Um, so in honor of him, I did give Rodney as my son, Darnaji's middle name. And then my good brother, Sundown, Sonny Mac, December the 13th. I don't know where he at. He been ghost, but you know that's how Sagittarius is, you know. When you know, when they off, they off. But I still love him. Ain't no love never lost. And that's the good thing about him. Whenever he come back around and whenever we, you know, we just pick up where we left off. That's that's how we do it. His birthday is on December the 13th. So what it is, Sundown? Yeah, Sunny, Mr. Baltimore. That was my hip-hop um, partner in Catch Music. Catch Music. Yes. Um, and my rap, a rap, a rap, a days, okay? <laughs> um, his birthday is on the 13th. But shout out to all of you Sagittarius though here. Yeah, I seen my girl, Neek. Um, her birthday, elementary school friend, um, aka Elizabeth. Oh, she ain't mad at me because that's what I knew her is. But on Facebook, she's neat. Um, it was her birthday. Happy birthday, Neek. Um, who else? It was a couple of people. See, I told y'all when I get on here sometimes and I'm tired, I'll be having it all like what I'ma say, how I'm gonna bring it out, and then I get in here and be like, right because i gotta look at this camera and try to stay engaged and then y'all be on here talking to me so make sure if you're on here don't be shy hit me up in them chats just to say hey what's up where you at i was saying that last thursday when i came live was like oh my goodness there's so many people on this live everybody is talking to me and i was like look y'all better come through next week on my show like this so you know 
yeah but that's another story um much love to all of the sagittarius because i love y'all also pig whitney yes pig uh that is my children's sibling their big sis she will be the big 31 i believe her birthday is like the 18th or something like that oh and i cannot forget my sis keisha y'all heard me talk about her before the one who had gave me um the mercedes benz dealer's cup i done broke it already y'all uh it's our birthday coming up uh december the 18th we are going to mingo um, she loves karaoke. She is Miss Peaches Exotic Mixes. If you haven't ch checked her out, I'm telling you, if you want a good drink that's going to make you shrink, I'm telling you, the minute that you wink, delicious. I'm telling you, like, you don't even be knowing that it's alcohol, right? And I'm telling you, it'll be having you feeling real good. But she also does non-alcoholic beverages, yes. She um, caters to kids' events and all that other stuff. So holler at her, look up. If you ain't seen that, that's Miss Peaches um, exotic mix mixes. But yes, my sister Keish will be celebrating her birthday very soon as well next weekend. So shout out to the size and sorry. You see, I was trying to hold on to it so I could remember everybody, but I know I still forgot somebody. So if I forgot you, I still love you. You know that. This is your shout out. This is the Sagittarius <laughs> season, and y'all are half mad have amazing y'all better keep on writing let's get into some of these what and the what's and the what in the world because it is your news our views and i bring it to you right i bring it to you and i bring it to you to talk about it i bring it to you to talk about it and i'm going to talk about it i'm going to start with some stuff that is going on in my home town okay some things that i was like what and the what because this damn city just keeps on fucking up. Excuse my language, because I'm trying to get better um, with that as well. Um, but just stuff that you might not necessarily hear about if you're not looking for it. So that's what I do. I look for it, because I'm like, hold on. They didn't slid this on past us, but it was in the papers or whatever, because I would have known about it if it wasn't somewhere, right? But I did not, of course, see it on the news because the news does not report everything, but y'all better be thankful for being exposed <laughs> because, baby, once it comes across these eyes, okay, these lips, okay, it will be exposed. This story that I'm talking about is a report that was put out by the office of the inspector general our inspector general is isabel cummings miss cummings reported on a situation of a dpw dpw employee right the department of public works employee whose name has not been listed so I don't know if it's a he or a she, but recently this employee from DPW was fired because they created a fake offer letter in an attempt to get a raise in their current salary at DPW. Yes. So basically what they did, right? They went to their HR department and notified them that they had received an uh, offer from another government agency in order to get a, a raise. So the HR department down at DBW was ready to 
Brentner's raise in hopes of keeping an employee in their department, right? So the offer was for a salary of $100,435, right? So when DPW HR got this information or whatever else like that, they did their process to verify the offer. So they reached out to the government agency and learned that it was fake. The employee had lied. This is a document that they had created, uh, created the letterhead, all of that stuff, right? Right on that DPW issue equipment, laptop, a computer. I don't know where they did it at. Uh, but they put in this fake offer letter. DPW found out that it was fake. So it was um, reported to the inspector general. The inspector general did their investigation and had determined that this document did indeed come from this employee because it was like boxes on there with Texas and stuff like that that was relevant or related to something that they were doing in DPW. So I don't know if it was like a username or whatever else like that, but all of that had kind of been like put out. What was that, Marnie? What's the reason for the termination? The reason for the termination is that it was a fake offer letter. Like, I guess they saying no, that they I mean, lied. What's the, ter- what's the reason? What's the termination reason? I didn't sure. see that. <laughs> but as a result, they were terminated for doing this. Because, you know, my only problem is, is that they were willing to, they were getting ready to grant it. They were going to grant the increase. So they were going to grant it in order to keep. Apparently he was deserving of the money. Because you want to grant it to not lose him. But but what I'm saying is that if you felt like you were like, and, and I get that, and, and and that is, you know, that is a great point that obviously they may have been deserving of the money, but if that was, a, I just don't understand why would you go that way to request it? Because he probably went all the other channels and was told no. Mm. So he created a situation where they couldn't say no. Mm. And he was right. And he was right. He was vindicated in the fact that he probably went around them and gave them all the opportunities to give him a raise on their own. And they didn't. Mm. As soon as somebody else says they're willing to do it, now it's a problem. But Mm. you were willing to do it. You were going to do it. You was going to give it to me. You were going to give it to me because you said I'm worth You believe I'm worth it because you were going to do it to keep me. Right. And then something general. Right. And Inspector in general did give them credit, DPW, for verifying if the offer was real. It's not even about the verification anymore. It's about the fact that you know I deserve that money, but you Mm. weren't willing to give it to me unless somebody else was. Yes. Yes. You know what I'm saying? You wanted to short pay me. You wanted to continue to to short pay me in the job that I'm doing. I do. Y'all was trying to mess with my volume because I don't know why it sounds so low, but I still hear you. I'm I'm saying this as, you know, because I don't know this person and I don't know the situation, but apparently I'm I'm feeling in my spirit (laughs) that he exhausted everyone. He he probably asked them several times, can I have, can you up, can you give me increase my salary? Um, I'm willing to do this work. If you increase my salary, I, I, I need more money because I, you're overworking me. It's probably all these situations that have probably already passed. But yet, yeah. when somebody else is willing to give me the money, now you're ready? Yeah. 
You're there right. But you went to verify first. I just can't get it off my tongue right now because I'm so sleepy. But there's a word that I'm saying here that probably would qualify him suing. Mm. And which they would probably settle out of court because they don't want this. They don't want other employees to do the same thing. Because see, I would have told everybody to get an offer letter and send it into HR. <laughs> Let's wrap up these offers. Okay. Because do you think they're going to actually check every last one of them? No, they're not. Right. But if you're a valued employee, you're going to go ahead and give them the increase. I would have made everybody do one. Right. And then also, you know, depending on how people being on the job, you know, stuff be personal. Just like I said, I don't know if it's a he or she, but it is a possibility that they've been asking for this increase, probably been there for a while. And for whatever it is, who up in the HR department or whatever, I'll say that they probably was hating. Ain't want this brother or sister to get this raise. But do you see how wrong it is for your HR department to call your your uh, a, a potential employer to ask them if they offered you a job? That is inappropriate. Mm, yeah, they verified never, it. They should have never done that in the first place. I take issue with that. Why would you call my potential new employer <laughs> and ask them if they Right, wait a job? minute. But and then, right, and it's not is, like, it, it, and this is the thing about it, it. it's not... Right. But it's it, not it, even it, like it was a common thing. Like that is the like that is the procedure. So that is that does leave questions like why would you call? That's why I said it probably was a hate up in HR that was already just had something here's against this employee. Other job, the job that they said he he lied about, whatever the case may be, that other job that he lied about, they disclosed information that they were not supposed to. Mm. You don't talk about potential hires to any other company. Right. And they said that it was a government agency, but they did and not say which one. That's giving away secrets on recruitment. You don't give away secrets on recruitment. Mm. You're supposed to say, I can't give that information. That's your answer. Mm. I'm unavailable to give that information to you. Is this, are you subpoenaing me? You can't give that information on somebody's career history. You can't mm. do that. Yeah, you know why I did my secret somewhere because you only could have called a friend of yours to get that information. And that's that what I'm saying. You see, that's why I say it probably was a me. hater. If Ryan was a hater that was up in that HR department or somebody down there in that DP, DPW, HR, not even in the HR department, but just somebody, a supervisor or whatever else like that, because just like I tell y'all, I tell y'all my history of working with these nonprofits and being contracting through the city and everything else like that, everybody be on everybody's salary. Maybe people would have been worked down there for years. He actually gave them a copy of his offer letter. You don't have yes. to do that. You can say verbally, I got offered this for this much money. What are you going to do? Yeah. He showed it. They, they, they still would not have been able to call them and say yada, yada. But because he disclosed a document that he forged, that's how he got around it. That's how they got around going to that other company to say, did you give this offer letter to my employee? Because yeah. they had the choice but to say, no, we never signed that letter. That's not no letter. But you... Don't give no documentation. Oh, that's how he messed up. That's why he messed up. Yeah, or like, <laughs> he created a fake letterhead. 
So maybe it was that. Maybe it was the fraud. I don't know. But like I'm saying, um, the Inspector General, Miss Cummings, is giving DPW credit for verifying the letter. But when you say all like that, mom, and stuff like that, I have to ask the question why. Like, addressed to you. The offer letter is addressed to you and only you. You don't give it to your own jobs, HR department. Why would you do that? It's That's what they did. And they shouldn't right. have used it. They both you set your own self up. They both wrong. If they shouldn't have used it against him. Mm. But they did. And this person was fired. Now, the person was fired, but it does not list the reasoning for the fire. Like if it was Miss, Miss, um, uh, what is it? What do they call it? Misconduct. Uh, or anything else like that. They just they blatantly don't, don't say. They just say they that they was let go. Because he would legitimately do that money. That's why they didn't list the reason. Because he could he was legitimately do that money because they agreed to it. They showed right. that he was worth that money. They already yeah. showed because like they said, they would they was they was willing, they was ready to give him they like give him a raise money. in order to but keep the, him. What they should have did is still gave him the money because they believed in his work potential. It wasn't the fact that he was about to defraud the government, it was the fact that he was worth that money. And that's the point that they need to understand that you just got rid of a good employee because you wasn't willing to pay him. Right. Right. And he that's probably was one of the hundred thousand or something like that. So he probably made the offer a little and I'm like, it's serious when you gotta do all of that, right? But even when he got or he, I'm saying he, because guys, we don't know if it was a he or she. The name wasn't put out there. So I'm just saying he, um, just as you know, a general statement to talk about um this story. Uh, but so even when he was let go, the inspector general office later found out that he was listed as eligible for rehire. And they thought because of this situation, people felt like the individual shouldn't have been because people now were looking at it as if it was fraud, even though they didn't take anything. They, I mean, they didn't lie. Right. We had people, um, I said a story before that in the, uh, the city government where people were lying about all types of stuff, degrees and everything else like that. I talked about that before their education or another thing that was a requirement and just like blatantly lied to get a job and it came out to be a lie. So he's still on the eligible for rehire list. Um, and what they're learning from the human resources department is why he is still on the algebra to rehire list is because um, the HR basically said that they do not have a specific policy that determines when an That's employee what I just is. Asked you. That's what I just huh? asked you. What was the reason they terminated him? There is no reason for that because they were wrong in taking his his uh, offer letter and going to go prove it. It's whoever not that was that ain't want to give him that. Whoever that was that ain't want to give him that raise and all that other stuff like that. that. Like I said, it was a hater and they wanted to monitor it. Policy. There is no HR jurisdiction that proved that will allow a employer, a current employer, to take an offer letter that was sent to somebody else that's addressed to someone else and go yeah. and try to prove it there's no way and then you can't tell somebody's salary to another company mm -hmm. you see where, where the violation is there you could not tell if he got an offer letter and that offer letter said he was to get $135,000 from our company that company is not supposed to disclose that man's salary that you offered him right that is a, they just broke all kinds of non-disclosure rules mm. and instead it's another government agency they don't it. 
They don't say they don't it because they just put themselves in a situation that they they just violated a whole bunch of rules there. If that company told them that they did they did not offer him nothing, they shouldn't have did that because that's only between them and their person their their prospective employee. Yeah, disclose that information. There's a lot of violations here, and I would like for an unemployment lawyer, I mean, an employment lawyer, to I'm going hold on, I'm getting ready. I get what you're saying, right? Like, I, 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 I want to know, right? So it just was a what and a what to me. lying or not, they should not have did it. And the other and the other company should have said, we do not disclose on anything that we deal with in recruitment. We can't disclose right. information. Because how could they prove it? Right. I mean, you and see, I don't even know why the employing awesome. like went through all that. You should have really called that bluff. And I ain't saying leave no job or nothing like that. But she's been like, oh, y'all want to give me that money? Like he I said, it was, some, uh, it was some other stuff going on. Yeah, this employee to me was being hated on. But the fact is, is that he should have never turned in no offer letter. You tell them verbally, I was offered this job for this amount of money. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yep. Period. Otherwise, Period. Here's my two weeks notice. Right. So it comes to you find out, like I said, and first, it, I got offered this job for this amount of money. Do you want to match? <laughs> yes. That's the question. Do you want to match it? Can you match this amount? If you can't match this amount, here's my two weeks notice. That's it. And, and that's it. So as the investigation kind of continued after, you know, the employee was fired and the inspector general uh, came to realize that the HR does not have a specific policy that determines when an employee is permanently not eligible for rehire. The human resources department told the inspector general that all workers as el are eligible for rehire because they are unaware of situations that will make someone not eligible for rehire. So they don't even have anything in their policies. So even if no policy, you were to be terminated from DPW, or supposed to happen, that's why. That's why there's no policy. And if they dare to write one, it will be overruled in court because mm. there was no way in form, way shape or form, that an employee of the Department of DPW of, of Public Works should be calling another government agency and asking Nothing. this poor employee try to um, get a job there and how much did you offer them? Do you see how uh, how absurd those questions are? Did another one of my did my employee I, come over here? And yes, and definitely so. Like, what reasoning? Like, job? why would you go through all that? If this employee if this employee was like that and I mean, and you were willing, even at the thought of them getting an other offer from another job. Now, the employee was wrong, like you said, just went too far. I don't know why they chose to go that route and create the a fake offer letter because that after the inspector general looked fired. at it, huh? That's what got him fired is the fact that he did a fraudulent letter. That's what right. got him fired. It wasn't the fact that he got offered a job because, like I said, again, he shouldn't have said anything about the company or who was going to hire him or giving them mm -hmm. a letter that he know he forged. You tell them that I got offered. You don't give them anything. They don't need right. evidence of you or what you're going to do because you either can give me more money or you can't. Right. If you're not going to give me more money, I'm, gone. That I'm giving you that I'm going to walk. And either I walk or I'm not. That's what I'm saying. It's not up to them on whether they're going to give you the money or not. Is there a problem if they're going to give you the money? 
It's your problem if you're either going to walk because they said no or stay because they said no. That's your only choices. Yeah. Because they only got yes or no. Yes, then you win. No, then you have to figure things out. Are you going to quit or are you going to stay? Right. Why would you give them some proof or any kind of tangible proof that's going to be proven against you? Mm. And keep your eyes again, open. Like because I said, like I said, with this happening, Marnie, and he was making a point that it may be a lawsuit because even though he was fired, then you mean to tell me that he's eligible for rehire? If y'all saying if if that was the reasoning, if the reasoning was because of the fraudulent letter and creating this fraudulent letter, y'all will rehire you would rehire someone that you terminated for fraud. That no, don't even make sense. They didn't terminate him for fraud. They did not terminate him for fraud. They have no policies against fraud. They don't. So that's what I'm wondering. What did you fire him for? Because you mm. would not, they're not going to go into a court of law and say they called that other employer because now they broke rules. They broke the law. No, it's not the that they don't have a policy against they fraud. They made the other company liable. They made the other company right. liable because they said something about they never offered and they gave disclosure. Right. But it's not that they so don't they have a policy report. against fraud. They don't have a policy to determine when an employee is not I'm eligible not for rehire. That man has a case because that other one shouldn't have said anything. And they, Baltimore City, shouldn't have called that other agency to, to confirm anything. What are you confirming? You can't confirm that they hired him. You can't confirm that he moved, he's leaving you. You can't confirm any of that. Yeah. Two lawsuits, one Baltimore City and the other company. Both and the other government. And the other government agency. Yeah, but telling them you weren't supposed to tell nothing about me unless it was a release of information. No intercompany personnel that should be talking about any other cases with any other personnel department. It doesn't matter. They should not be talking. So I'm guessing. So I'm guessing the HR department who had this offer letter and reaching out in the other government agency, they had to send the offer letter. Even if you work for Baltimore City DPW and you was trying to get a job in another department into Baltimore, say let's say the City Agriculture Department, they mm -hmm. not supposed to two different positions. I can apply right. for any position in this organization. It shouldn't matter how it affects my current position. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because that would be a transfer of department. You can't ask her how much she's going to pay you. You can't go to over to agriculture and say, oh, how much are you going to pay this employee? Because I, I want to keep them. That's not a negotiation. You can't negotiate. You can't do Right, that. that's a violation. That's a violation. A personal, yeah. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. That's how they broke that rule. If that other company said, or whatever other government agency said, no, we didn't send him no offer letter, you are wrong. You should have said, no, we don't disclose that information. We cannot disclose that information. I'm sorry. We cannot disclose that information. We would need documentation or release. You, know what I'm saying? Like I said, you see what I'm saying? Whether he applied for them or not. So whether that letter was real or not, they should not have disclosed any information about somebody else's personnel history or record or any kind of influx for recruitment. Yeah. They broke the law. That part. And Baltimore City broke the law by just trying to go get it. Like, they don't know better. He broke the law. Like, he broke He's the law, law and then they did too. <laughs>
Look, he was trying to break that code down there. <laughs> like he was trying, that employee was trying to break that code. But so, oh, all right, I know how to get a raise then. Because now they can go get somebody cheaper. Yeah. And now you have this good employee who's gone, who for however you would have been eligible for the raise had it not been you calling to verify that this offer of letter was because that's that's the thing y'all were willing to give them a raise, but y'all wanted to verify if the offer was. How you gonna go verify somebody else's offer letter? I don't even get why that was necessary. But it's not I don't get letter. why the employee felt it was necessary to do the fake offer letter. And I don't get why the HR department representatives felt that it was necessary to verify the offer. That's what I'm That's saying. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's, it's just nothing. Like y'all was all in the business. You don't verify a letter that don't belong to you. The letter is addressed to that individual. What you got to verify? It's my letter. It's to me. It only benefits me. Mm. Or in his case, does not benefit him because it wasn't real. But the letter is mine. It was addressed to me. That's like you open right. up my, opening up my mail and my social security right. card. But is it only in that case, like if it's a job? Because like, say for instance, someone else was like trying to get something or like trying to get some benefits and, they, and, and the agency say, well, you got to get a letter and sell us or whatever. And usually they will try to verify, oh no, most of them you have to get notarized. That say that is a true statement. Mm -hmm. But don't they usually try to verify those two? So would that be against the law? Say if someone was, this is make it general, going for food stamps, right? Mm -hmm. And they say, um, I pay this or I'm getting this from this individual and you take it in to social services, a job where I get this this but much money, even though you got bringing your pay stub, right? Act is I, I know I get where you're going with that. I can't think of what the actual act is, but both like, okay. it's not HIPAA, but it's similar to HIPAA. You can, they can't okay. So like so then, yeah, our, like a HIPAA. Your, let's use your um your SNAP thing for for example. Your food okay. Sample. You got to provide bills. BGE. Uh -huh. You got to rent. That's what I was trying to do. Right. They can't right. call your company and say, "Do she pay her rent on time?" Oh, okay. They're not you. They can't do that. No one can access your information. They can't call BGE and say, is her BGE still on? No. They can't do that. BGE. But wait a minute. But that's why when they give you the work forms and stuff like that, they tell you to take it to the landlord for the fill out. <laughs> and chill. Back in the day, look. Back in the day, I done filled out some of the letters myself. My girlfriend. Look. My look, my look, my girlfriend or my own boy, they was my supervisor, my landlord. <laughs> mm, I'm talking about myself, right? Power of attorney giving permission to your account, right? If they give you a form and they tell you to take it to your rental office, you're giving your rental office permission to fill this out. If you right, say no, and they're signing it, so they, they, they signed it with the phone number, so they can't call them. No, they can't call them. You said you said they gave you a form to fill out. All they have to do is fill the form out, period. They can't right. call them because they're still not operating on your behalf. They can't call and verify anything. All they can do, all you could have to do is go get that form filled out and then return it to them. They can't call them and verify the information. No, they can't do that. They ask them nothing. They can't tell them nothing over the phone. Nothing. Nothing. Okay. Mm -mm, not okay, good. Permission. That's right. That's why I ain't never get caught when I used to do that. <laughs> 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 that's why I never get caught because they never call a verify. But guess what? 
I was smart enough, right? Look, I was smart enough that even whatever I was doing, it was fraudulent. I was saying it was from a certain part of place or from a certain person. I was smart enough to give them a phone number or somebody that knew they were going to be calling and already knew the story. So <laughs> it, it's not like I gave them a real number to the landlord, right? See, but that was a mini. But look, that was a mini. Uh, but I just was wondering. That's probably why I didn't get caught. And basically, what Monty is saying, and I agree. I don't even know how this other government agency was able to tell them anything about this letter. I, I don't story get it. Come from? Where did the story come from? Yeah. Who it was in the sun. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, look it up. Um, Just probably you can put in DPW. No, the reason why I'm worker. Did I send it to you? Why, yeah, you did. Uh, why wouldn't they have... Um, because it, it was on the news, right? Oh, That's it might have been CBS or something where I had first it seen it. Because why wouldn't they have disclosed the name? They, they didn't the because they got it from the inspector general, who is not disclosing the name for reason. Because that's going to give that person the identity to go get a lawyer. Mm. Yeah, they're not disclosing the name. But then also where I got this information at, like they had the whole, all of the information, the letter from the inspector, the inspector general, all the documentation. And I think they also had the fraudulent letter. That was in there, but they had, but they had blacked out the employee's name and stuff. That's what I'm saying. The fraudulent letter means nothing at this point Mm. because it didn't break any laws or policies because you don't have any. They was just trying to get it. (laughs) He gave you a letter and you acted on it like you were investigating the fact that he implied he applied for another position and you tried to verify it and you got completed information on a verification that is illegal. That's where right. the inspector general's job should have kicked in. Did you really call them right. and ask them about recruitment stuff? About their mm. recruit, recruitment of an employee? Of somebody's personal record, of somebody's information that's personal. And I think whoever was down in DPW, I think whoever was down in DPW after all those went on, I think they was trying to I think they were trying to cover their self. I think they were trying to cover their self because they they sent the information and gave it to the inspector general to review. There's nothing more personal to a position than their salary. Do you understand that? There's nothing yeah, more to talk about nobody money than their salary because no one wants nobody else to know what they make. Nope. So if I went and got a job somewhere else making 10 times more, you think I want my other position to know that I'm getting paid 10 times more over here? Or even if I took a position for less because I hated you. Right. So I would have went over here to this job, ABC, and applied. That's what I did. <laughs> I'm getting I just got in a position where I was getting more money, money but I started to hate it, and I was like, I take nothing to get out of this shit. You see what I'm saying? That's how mm-hmm. wrong this entire situation is on the on the side of DPW and on the side of that other agency. Speaking on behalf Something of personal right. decisions is not appropriate. Something ain't right. Something ain't right. That's what's going on in Baltimore. That's the only thing. That's not the only thing that's not right. I know I have reported on several times different things that has been going on down in the city of Baltimore um, and these different agencies that this um, this, this city government oversees 
um, but also in Baltimore and just like a whole bunch of other um, inner city neighborhoods uh, all around the world, different cities. But right here in Baltimore, we have been having a rise in youth crime. In response to that, there have been several um, special meetings that have been held, but no new laws have come out um, just of that. But I'm telling y'all and I'm putting y'all on alert. They're not playing with these kids. These kids keep doing stuff and they want to lock them up and send them to jail. And they are not only sending the children to jail, but the parents too. And Ivan Bates is assuring it and betting his dollar because he says that if you are any parent, any family, and you are got your hand in any of this mess, then you might as well pack the whole family toothbrushes because he is definitely going to prosecute you. And that is exactly what's going on now. If you heard and you live in the city in Baltimore, even if you don't, we hear about shootings all the time. But this shooting was at a high school back in October. October the 27th, to be at least, um, to be exact, up in Carver High School, where three teens were injured, two of them being 15 and one 16. So three people were shot. All of them um, did survive their injuries but this is the whole story um that is two parents now one who was the parents of the 15 year old um the father william dreden the third and the mother tiffany harrison are locked up without bail because on october the 27th they brought their 15 year old son up to the school to engage in an assault and they also assisted in the assault. They can be seen on camera participating in this fight. Um, allegedly, everything is alleged, but they do are saying that this um, is on camera uh, and they are being charged for it. Some of their charges include first degree assault, reckless endangerment, use of a firearm and the commission of a crime. From. Um, so basically they're saying that these parents joined in as their team pistol whipped another student. A student began to run, bumped into another student. It was some more verbal altercations. And these two 15 year olds began shooting at one another. They shot each other. And in the midst of that, a 16 year old who was a student at Carver got caught in the crossfire. Yes. They're saying that they got video surveillance all the way from when these parents left their home. Okay. Up at this school. So that was back on 1027. My nephew broke day. It was quite a while ago. Um, but they ain't playing. They ain't playing. And the two 15 year olds um, that were shooting up there, both of them are, charged with attempted murder and gun violations and these two 15 year olds who were charged with this is not these parents 15 year old that was involved in the fight he's locked up too but this was the supper 15 year old so it just was a mess but they're saying that the mess started from these two adults bringing their son up to school to engage in this fight and our state's attorney here, Ivan Bates, says that if he can get information to prove that you as an adult had your hand in this recklessness, you will be going to jail, too. So I didn't see exactly what their son charges were or what he, you know, was being uh, detained for. But of course, I'm thinking more so like if the parents are locked up. This brought in a situation with social services, 
um, of course. So you know how they've been saying they've been locking these juveniles up and they've been doing things and they've been releasing them. I don't know if the youth has been released to another family member um, or anything else, but Mr. Drayden, William Drayden III, and Miss Tiffany Harrison are locked up without bail. Now, it's it's crazy. I don't know. I'm not going to say that I necessarily agree with that. Them being like without bail, I don't know their criminal um, history record, but I'm assuming that they would not just be without bail because of this. So, I mean, when people get, you know, that stuff like that, obviously, obviously, they probably already had like a lengthy criminal record. They probably already been involved um, in some stuff. I just don't know because I don't see them getting a non-bail for going up and there, but then, but then I don't know. But then I don't know. But that's just my opinion. I don't think that they would just get a no bail for taking their son to the school. But maybe because whatever they seen on camera, baby, it was reckless, and they got them locked up, and they are being charged. And them charges that I read off are just a few of many because um, they're facing both of them are facing fifteen charges of a piece. So out of the fifteen charges. Um, I know three of them were listed with the, those were the three that I read off to you. The first degree assault, the reckless endangerment, use of a firearm and commission of a crime. So, yeah, they took their son up to school. I don't know what the situation was. Took him up there with his gun, you know, fight this child or whatever else like that. And while their son was pistol whipping this child, they was in there fighting with him, too. So I guess the young man um, who they were assaulting. Mm, excuse me, got up to run, ran into someone else who probably was a friend of the other boy who he was whipping him. Then they got into it. And the young man who was originally getting pistol whipped started shooting at the other guy <laughs> who he got in an altercation with when trying to run away. And then he shot at him. They shot each other and then shot an innocent bystander. Um, so it was just a whole mess. I do get Ivan Bates' point to say that as adults, as parents, it definitely is reckless. They definitely shouldn't have been involved in no children's disputes. I mean, me as a parent, I know that I'm going to ride or die with mines, but I don't know if I would have did that. See, like, I don't know. Because my thing is, only in the, in the situation for us riding or dying like that, like, I don't know. Was it a, like, you know, 15, what, what? what was they arguing about? Some school stuff? They ain't like each other or something like that? I don't know. But you know, a lot of stuff that be happening in school comes from the neighborhood too. Because a lot of these kids live in the neighborhood. They travel to school together or, you know, in these schools, there's a whole bunch of different neighborhoods that are in the same school. So I, I really don't know what the altercation was about, where it stemmed from or why they felt it was necessary to go up to the school and pistol whip this boy and do all this and have their son back. Because, like, I'm glad as a prime, I'm a ride and die with mine too. But mm -mm, I just would have did it smaller. And these day and times or whatever, I don't know. I'm more so on trying to kill, I mean, kill all the foolishness um, to increase the point. Look, I was like, kill before I could finish my sentences. And then I took a swallow. And <laughs> right door. Hold on. Let me clear that up. <laughs> what I'm saying is that at this point in my life and in this day of time, I'm more, you know, settled on trying to 
kill any type of foolishness, nip something in the bud, and increase for peace. Do you hear me? Because at the same time, I'm a ride or die with mines, but I want to ride with mines, and I definitely don't want them to die. So, you know, my son, I don't know what's going on or whatever else like that. I don't know. I would have just tried to confront or handle the situation a little different. I don't know if I would be doing that, running up no school, putting no gun in my 15-year-old son's hand, and like, come on. Come on. That, that just was a mess. Y'all got to do better. So y'all locked up, rightfully so, but I don't agree with the help with no bail. But again, I don't know if they already had a criminal record. I I don't think y'all think that they would just lock them up for that, for doing that and bring that. I mean, it was on school property. So they was dead wrong. I don't know. A flight risk. Maybe they felt like they was a risk or something. Obviously, it, it was so reckless. And what they did, and they was like, oh, we can't let them out of here. But I know they ain't no, I don't know. They took their son up there to fuck somebody up and then fuck their life up because they in jail. They've been in there since October. They've been in there since October because I don't think they was immediately arrested that day. Um, but after they did their little investigation and seeing what they seen on these cameras and everything else like that. Yes, they wouldn't have locked them up and they are pursuing charges. And Ivan Bates is like, yeah, so I guess he got, or he feel like he got the information he need to pursue and to prosecute these crimes. Because he was like, you know, in one of his statements and I'm not quoting him, but basically he just was saying that it's disturbing and it's sad to see what he's seen on this video. And they were saying they got it like from the house. So I don't know if it was a call. This happened, I think, early in the morning. I don't think it was like on dismissal. I don't, child, I don't know. I'm always saying I don't know, but it was your news and I had to bring my views. And I'm telling you, y'all adult people better stop getting in these children matters. I'm telling you, because a lot of something ain't, uh, ain't nothing grown about y'all, but y'all ages. Y'all need to chill it out. And all of this stuff that's going on in this world, baby, we got to put an end to this senseless violence like this. We got to put an end to all of this not being able to communicate and to settle conflict without it getting to the point of murder so we can begin to live. Like, straight up, it's sad. It's sad, all these youth. Um, that is engaged in crime these days. I also see parents on the other hand who are screaming out for um, help and stuff with their youth. You know, we done heard stories of kids stealing cars, doing this, doing that. Uh, the news has been reporting on that for some time now here in Baltimore. And parents on there basically saying, yeah, like, I took my kid to the police department. One father, like, chased his son down when he seen him in a stolen car and called the police. And he said the police shut him out that night. You know, stuff like that. You know, we're hearing stuff where they're trying to de detain them down juvenile justice, them not having enough room to, like, place them in the, uh, the group homes and stuff. And these are kids that they're locking up for violent crimes, armed robberies, carjackings, and all that stuff. And once they don't have no room to detain them, they let them go. And then, you know, when the juvenile immediately gets arrested, they, you know, wherever they're charged that they want to waive it or keep it down in the juvenile system. Um, but like these two 15-year-olds, they're being charged as adults. We've seen the situation in the young man 
uh, the Sweezy kid who uh, killed the guy down here. He was charged as an he was charged as an adult. It's several different things that has been going on lately, and they charge him an adult, and they not waving him down because you know what? They feeling like the juvenile system ain't doing what they need to do because they want them to lock them up. They don't want them to service them as children, and that, and that's just another thing that I seen. And I'm not saying that. Some children can't do stuff and know what they doing and, you know, it shouldn't be consequences and everything else like that. But it just really troubles me that in the black community, a lot of times when it comes to black kids, no one ever acknowledges the trauma and the stuff that they go through, like the cause and the effect that brings them to this. Like a lot of these kids, they lost. Their soul, their, their soul is not connected to them. I told you I'd be looking at stuff. I seen somebody talking about that, saying that some situations are so traumatic that their soul like kind of disconnects from them. That's why they don't feel nothing. That's why when you try to talk to them, they can't receive nothing. They can't, they don't care about nothing, no nothing. And a lot of times it starts in households, it starts in these different environments, these schools and everything else like that when they are in the environment of adults who are supposed to care for them and supposed to be shown in a way and act childish themselves. And chose my themselves. And I ain't making no excuses for these kids. Like I said, some of them do need consequences. But I do not get the thinking for people to believe that if a 12 and a 13 year old commits a crime and they're locking them up with adults or even younger than that, just like in Baltimore, how we know you can't be a certain age and be charged, right? We've had situations where people were under, I think, 11. I don't think you can be charged until you like 12 or something or 13. But they won't charge you. And people are like, oh no, they need to be locked up. So you want them to lock this 11-year-old kid up in this adult facility to go and learn how to be a worse criminal. And just like I was making a point that in the black community with black children, nobody wants to acknowledge the cause and effect. Well, when there's another nationality that does something. See, it's so easily and for everybody to be pushing for lock them up, lock them up, and these kids need to be held accountable. But why do you think that that is the highlight and that is the screen for real? I'm telling you because they black. Because when it's the white kids, you feel me? And they do traumatic, devious shit. Shooting up whole schools. Come on now. I done watched several court the whole show. Guess what? And they got everybody on there say, oh, he had his mother. He had this. What was he going through? But anything that our kids do, our black kids do, that's all they say. They bad as shit. Lock them up. That's it. That's why they be ranting and raving. Lock them up. They robbed me. It'd be no sympathy. It'd be no empathy for all black kids. None. None whatsoever. None. And that's just my opinion on it. I ain't saying, like I said, that there shouldn't be consequences and all of this other stuff, but just watch and see the difference. Everybody is really calling for it now to lock these kids up. Oh, they need laws and all that. I get that. I, I get that. I get that. But I'm trying to tell y'all, y'all, that is not the answer. I done been in that whole arena. I'm telling you. These kids just need some 
body to kid. Not to say that they're not supposed to get consequences because when the consequences come in, I do think the department can do better with mandating some of these consequences because a lot of times that's what they're doing. They're slapping these kids on the hand. They continue to do crimes and they go into the adult system and they be lost. But at the same time, just look at the narrative. I'm telling you, just look at the, the narrative and how they put it out there when a black child does something. Is the worst when black people do something purry is the worst. But when it's somebody else, they're gonna find a reason or they're gonna put the story out there or report it in a way such they get people to empathize. Or if you're black yourself, you know, I guess to try to sympathize with it or what's going on. Yeah, it's just crazy. But that one was going on in Baltimore. That one was going on in the call. I talked about that for quite a while. Let me get on talking about some of this other stuff that's going on around the world because it's been some stuff going on. It's been going on and it's been going on and it's been going on. And what has been going on? Guys, a couple of weeks ago, I think actually the week before Thanksgiving, I talked about Dirk Chauvin. Y'all know the former Minnesota police who killed George Floyd by nailing his neck for nine minutes? Yes. We talked about him and his quest on trying to get his case reheard because of what he thought and he got from this, <laughs> this man that did autopsy that was telling him. Da, 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 da. So it was not shortly after. Okay. It was not shortly after. And I'll be always wondering, like, I talk about stuff and then something happened to get me to talk about it again. So for those who do not know, Mr. Dirk Chauvin, yes, because it was. It was the week before Thanksgiving that I talked about him. And do y'all know the day after Thanksgiving, Black Friday, on that Friday, Mr. Dirk Chauvin was stabbed 22 times. Yes, he was. Up in the federal jail where he is doing his time down in Tucson, Arizona, he was stabbed 22 times. Who stabbed Mr. Chauvin 22 times was John Tursack. John Tursack is a former member of the Mexican mafia who, who served as an FBI informant. He is currently serving a 30-year sentence, been detained since 2001. Now, according to investigators, after Mr. Chauvin was attacked, mm. stabbed 22 times, stabbed Excuse 22 me. times, was seriously injured, but he did survive, okay? Um, Excuse huh? Excuse me. What was that? I said, excuse me. Go ahead. Um, where was this at then? Where, where was this? Where did this happen at again? That's good. What is it, Tuxa? Tucson. Tucson. Oh. <laughs> the ocean. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the sea. Well, wait a minute. The seaside. Tucson. Tucson, Arizona. Um, sorry, no, Tucson. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Tucson. I see the, I seen the sea. It's silent. The sea is silent. The sea is silent. It is. It's silent. Tucson. Okay. It's Tucson. Excuse me. Toxin. Maybe I'm thinking Toxin because this man, Mr. This man, Mr. Turkzak, definitely tucked that night to to stab Dirk on. And the law library, so he probably was back in the law library trying to find another way to find his day back in court. And when he was in the law library, he was attacked and stabbed viciously 22 times. 
Now, this uh, former member of the Mexican Mafia, who, like I said, was a FBI informant, is in jail, right? He's been in there for, since 2001. And according to the investigation of the investigators um, who were, I guess, dissecting this whole incident that occurred at the jail, uh, he reported to them that he had been planning for months. He had been planning for a month or so to attack Mr. Chauvin, and he was planning to do it on Black Friday and symbolic <laughs> to make oh, it symbolic proud. to the he black. Was that was proud. Uh -huh. he was proud to do it. What'd you say? He was proud to do it. He was proud to do it, and he, he did proud. it on Black Friday. Friday. Yeah. He said he did it on Black Friday. I told you, Monty, I don't know why it's so low. It's probably my phone. I can hear you, and then it goes down and stuff. But, um, right, basically he said he wanted to do it on Black Friday because it was symbolic to the Black Lives Movement, and then also a black hand that's like a symbol for the Mexican Mafia. So they have like a black, or all-black hand, or whatever else like that. So he planned this, and then he planned to do it on a Black Friday because he had killed a black man. This person who stabbed him, it's Mexican. But he planned to do this to Mr. Chauvin on the 22nd. And he told them that had they not responded because how they stopped the attack was by macing him. He told them that they hadn't re if they didn't respond as soon as they did, he planned to kill him. That's what he said. And they said the response was real, real fast, but he still was able to stab him 22 times. So mind you, he a Mexican. So you know they don't play. He probably hit him about five times in one second. Okay? So he was able to stab him 22 times, but he was maced, and they was able to stop the attack. But he said he was thinking about it. Um. So now, after this incident, Mr. Tursack, I believe that's how you say it, say, he got seeing his name. I done, I done messed up Tuxin when it's Tucson. Um, his last name is spelled T-U-R-S-C-A-K. So what's that? Terscock or the C silent right there? See? see, the English language just, just turns me up. I'm going to call him John. John, 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 the Mexican, is the one who who, who stabbed Chauvin this 22 times. Um, and he was in that doing a 30-year sentence. And it's just crazy. But when it's crazy to me also, or like I said, after this assault, so John, Mexican John, is being charged with attempted murder, assault with intent to commit murder, and assault with dangerous weapon and assault resu resulting in serious bodily injury. So he got all them charges. He's going to have his day in court on top of his 30 years. Um, but his story was really, really interesting. Of course, it was interesting because, one, I'm like, oh, my goodness. He didn't got stabbed on a Black Friday. And the way that I'm seeing it being reported is that they're not even mentioning that the black hand is the symbol of the Mexican mafia, as this man has informed them. And a lot of the avenues where I see that is reporting, they just keep on mentioning um, and result of the Black Lives Movement, they're not even mentioning anything about him being Mexican. Like if they wanted to be put out there, like this is a black man that stabbed him on Black Friday. Um, but no, it was a Mexican man. He was um, a member of the Mexican Mafia, um, which is uh, a mafia that is founded in the California prison system. 
So in California, this gang, this mafia um, produced itself, right? It doesn't say when it started or whatever else like that. But this guy, like I said, serving his 30 years, is a former FBI informant. And he's actually detained on 30 years for racketeering and conspiracy to commit murder while he was on the FBI payroll. So the FBI, the same, right? Because they're saying that he was conspiring to murder another Mexican mafia boss that wasn't affiliated with his mafia while he was on their payroll. But in the result of him cooperating, they were able to charge over 40 people in the Mexican mafia that he was connected to with several crimes. And in a statement when he was being sentenced to 30 years, he told the judge, I wasn't just doing this for kicks. I was doing it because that's the only way I had to survive because I was an FBI informant or it would have blew my cover. So I'm like, mm, it's just bad <laughs> feeling, right? So now the fact that he's in jail, I don't know. See, an informant like that, that's working like that, I don't know. It's like some real snakish stuff on some witch name. So I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. Did the police tell him to stab him on Black Friday to make it? I, I don't know. I just don't know. And then they'll be stabbed 22 times and, and you ain't dying because they said that he was injured seriously, but I don't know if they saying injured seriously because he was stabbed 22 times. Like, they don't say where he was stabbed at or whatever. I'll say that, but stabbed 22 times with a homemade jail knife and he survived. I don't know. Something fishy to me about this story. Something fishy to me about this story. So now Chauvin's family, of course, is saying that he needs to be moved. They don't trust the security of this jail. They don't think they are capable of keeping him safe. And like this happened right after he tried to get back in the court. It just sounds real weird to me. Like something is not right with this story, right? And also in this jail, I seen that there was a couple of other people who had been detained here that been assaulted, like the, uh, the Olympic guy. He was um, detained in the jail, too. He was also assaulted in the jail. Um, and it was somebody else. So now his family is questioning, questioning the security and if they're capable to keep their loved ones safe. A lot of people, when I see people commenting on the story, it's saying it's a ploy. The way they're report, uh, reporting it, like I said, just kind of trying to mention the Black Lives Matter and different stuff like that. They're saying that it's a ploy being worked in or whatever by the man to try to get Derek Chauvin out of there another way, try to get his what sentence like lessened or sent somewhere else. Prison? Did we forget huh? that this is, this is prison? We talk about prison. Yeah. You lost he your right. The you lost your right to freedom. Yeah. You're in jail with a whole bunch of other criminals. So I don't give a damn what the family thinks and wants about and talking about safety. He's safely behind bars. That's what's happening here. Hmm. He's safely from behind bars because he's a danger to others. Now you're in your element. You don't have, you can be free. Go free. Go for, be yourself now. Now you're behind bars. Be yourself. Now you're not free. You're mm. amongst your peers. Those are your peers. Yeah. Kobe, you got stop. Are now acting because they don't like I'm you. talking to my dog. <laughs> <laughs> now your peers are acting because they don't like you because of what you did 
and who you were. You were a police officer, one of the people that put them in the place. Where, that's why police don't want to go to jail. Unfortunately, now you are an ex-cop who put a whole lot of people in prison. Right, and, and so no matter where you are, no matter where you are, really. I, I, I don't know how to feel sympathy. I don't feel sympathy for the family, unfortunately. So I don't mm. know what you want. What you want? What you want? Oh, Mr. Chauvin. Oh, Mr. Sh uh, what would you want? What do you want? What do you want from me? Well, he has been released. Um, he has been released from the hospital and he is back he's in the side of this facility. He's going back in there. You're going back. Yeah, he's going back. But they did, but they did remove Mexican John. So Mexican Just John has thousand more of him in there. Yeah. Is my point. So John has been moved to a higher security of facility. So just like you said, um, you don't know if he was bought. Who that's not stopping nobody from being bought. The next person, especially if they're yeah. alive, if they're in there forever, forever, ever. Mm. What they got to lose? And I just don't know. Like it's this thing, like Mexican John. I don't know. It's like you didn't got the like a real bad spill, a real bad deal. Because I don't know how you go from being a paid FBI informant to being sentenced for 30 years. Because and got a how long he sentenced to? 30. It's not life. He was a murderer. He still was a murderer. Mm. He got a lighter sentence. He got 30 years versus life. No, he conspiracy to commit murder. Right. But I'm telling you, that's a plea. That's a plea bargain. He's a mafia right. member. He's probably more than likely killed and killed repeatedly. Right. So, so he got the thirty. He got the thirty years for racketeering to attempt it. Right. Because he's an informant, they knocked that charge down from murder to attempted murder. Mm. So he wouldn't get the maximum, which would have been life. What you talking about? And the result of this with Dirk? No, I'm talking about this Mexican guy. What you said is that he was an informant. So to right. be an informant is to gain something. You gain something from being an informant, whether it was pay or how you're going to be sentenced. But he was going to go to jail, whether or not he was a, you know, a, he was an informant. So he was still in the mafia. Okay. So he still did deeds for the mafia. He just became a traitor to the mafia. Right. And was informed. And the, 30, right, and, and the charge was only 30 years sentence said that was for racketeering and conspiracy to commit a mar murderer because right. he was working with because his mafia members trying to plan to murder somebody else. Exactly. And he probably also handed over the other, like you said, it was 40 other people that got convicted too. So that's a big, big, you know, more than plus. 40. Yeah, more, more than, than 40. 40. A big plus in his column that they didn't give him life sent a life sentence. But he still was going to go down for something. Even though you're an it, informant doesn't mean you didn't commit crimes. Right. It resulted in charges of more than 40 people. So he was in there. He was a paid informant. But they mm -hmm. dropped him from the payroll once they found out that he was conspiring to murder this other mafia. He got a bad Person. deal. I think that's a bad deal. If you if they took down 40 people and it was all because of you, shit. You think I'm going to prison? You're going to put me in um, witness protection. Okay. Because <laughs> that's what they prison. said more than, more than 40. Yeah, you put me you put me in prison. I'm surprised he's still alive because he's a traitor. And, right. And the mafia 
and a and a mafia and a mafia started inside the California prison system. This probably doing this is probably why he's still alive. They probably said you do this or else. Hmm. This that is their part. way of getting retribution from him getting them put in jail. You either go do this or else. Yes. That was some internal. It had nothing to do with law enforcement. That was from other other convicts. <laughs> <laughs> And then look, he's so used to being a informant that when they came for an investigation, they said he ain't hesitated now. He's straight cooperating. He yeah, I've been planning. <laughs> look, yeah, I've been planning this for a month. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been planning this for a month. Well, why are you going to do it, Mexican John? Why That's did you want to do it? Already branded, <laughs> he branded himself a traitor by being an FBI informant. He branded himself a traitor to his own mafia. So you know yeah. they're up and they're looking. Like, we're going to get you. And then they probably was like, all right, the only way we won't get you is if you go do this. You got to kill him. Yeah. Go stab him up. You got to kill him. Because we in jail. Because even with the 30 years or whatever, him being in the FBI, whatever, so that he, 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 he ain't looking to get out. Hmm. He yeah, ain't looking to get out. The difference would be if he, because that's what we're probably getting is a little bit confused too, because the difference would be is if he was an undercover agent, that's when he wouldn't have gotten a sentence. But because he was a member and informing on his yeah. own crew. He was a member. He, he still did some crimes. That's why he's in jail. But he got a bad deal. If they arrested 40 people and 40 people went to prison, you ain't going to take me to jail. How you going to do that? You're going to get me killed. I ain't talking. <laughs> I ain't saying a damn thing. Oh, no, protection in 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 the Alps somewhere in Sweden. Over forty, and then look, and then he told the judge that was sensing him like I wasn't doing them crimes. This is doom. I had to do them. Basically, to fit in, you know, like my whole entire skin complexion changes. If I got to inform, my I, I'm gonna be the darkest person you ever seen in your life. I'm living in Haiti. Okay, I'm going. <laughs> I'm gonna be somebody else. I'm being disguised. I'm going, going to ask me to be undercover. I'm going to be undercover. I'm going to sunburn the hell out of this body. Do you understand me? <laughs> I'm going to be a totally different complexion. Do you hear me? <laughs> you will never know. My hair going to turn gray from being scared. <laughs> oh, my goodness, buddy. You are so funny. But just like I said, Mexican John, because he was so used to talking and, and, and uh, guess being informed, guess what? He informed them real quick. No hesitation. Yeah. I, mm. I was planning on doing this for a whole month. Well, why did you do it, Mexican John? Because I wanted it to be symbolic to the Black Lives Movement and to my yeah. Black symbol from the Mexican Mafia. That's so like he's he still right. even trying to represent the That right there. That right there. Because of the Black symbol from my Mexican mob, that right there sounds like he was ordered to do it. It did. GPS so allegedly that symbol is like a black hand, just like a black hand. Okay. Yeah. You know, like the Black yeah, Lives yeah, Matter yeah. movement, they try to use um the flist a little bit, you know, for the black power. But for the Mexican mafia, theirs is just like a hand, like just it's open, like a black hand or whatever. So he planned. He said he was planning to do it. He was planning to do it for a month, and he wasn't planning just to attempt or assault him as he has been charged with. He told them that if y'all ain't coming here. It makes me like y'all did. Yeah, my plan was to kill him. And I've been planning this for a month. Mm. 
Mm. Flat out. There you <laughs> That's it. That's all. <laughs> there you He's so used to snitching. Yeah, he told him it's all. I know I ain't never getting out of here. Go on and move me. Where y'all taking me at? So not only that, so just like our money was saying, maybe, yeah, maybe he was ordered. It's, it's a great possibility. And maybe he was trying to get some cred with another mafia or another type of affiliation up in there. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Maybe the fact that Derf Chauvin keep on get, trying to get out or something like that. I don't know. Maybe some black people, I, I don't know. I don't know, but he went ham and he was able to stab Mr. Chauvin 22 times without before being stopped. But he did not kill him. He didn't kill him. And guys, this happened on 11-24 this year, Black Friday, and he got him in the law library. But mm-hmm. 22 times <laughs> with a prison knife. Mm. He was working on his appeal. <laughs> yeah, he was working on the next one. He was <laughs> Not the next one. <laughs> he was working on the next one because he just got denied. I know. That's what I'm saying. He was working on. He was field. working on the next one. You know, we talked about that mm-hmm. when the medical pathologist was trying to give him that theory that George Floyd could have possibly died from this tumor, of the adrenaline, and everything. Man, we talked about that for a long time. Yeah, I remember. That's uh, it was a Thursday. Yeah, no, that's what I said. He's working on another appeal. That's what I said. Yeah, he was working on another appeal. He was working on another appeal. And Mexican John, Sir Scott, I don't know how you say it. Forgive me. <laughs> T-U-R-S-C-A-K. The former member of the Mexican Mafia. Yeah. He got with him 22 times. I got to look at that too. Maybe there was somebody. Maybe he just wanted to stab him 22 times. And then he stopped. I don't know. But it was symbolic. He meant to do it on Black Friday. He meant that. That was the day he was going through it. He was planning it for a while. Hmm. So he was sharpening that knife and everything else like that up in that FBI facility. And he was like, I'm going to get him. And he knew where to find him at. He found him in that law library. Working on his appeal. Huh? Working on his appeal. Working on his appeal. <laughs> Working on his appeal. When he got pilled. He got out of jail. He got to get out for a little while. But he was in the hospital. <clears throat> in critical condition. He got to get out. So, <clears throat> count that as a blessing, Dirk. You got to get out. You got out, but you got out for a little while. But now he is back inside of the facility, and they have moved John. Moving on along. I just thought that was crazy. But Molly told me, like, yeah, did you see? You know, Dirk got shit. I was like, stop. Because y'all know the last time when I talked about that other man that was missing. I can't <laughs> even remember his name. Remember I talked about him for a long time, Marty? That they killed. That they killed. Yes, I was, like, <laughs> I was like, wait, why? Every time I talk about something, something that'll happen with that stuff for you me to have to bring it up again. You know, so I really was gay and was killed. like, they just said this man 22 times. They killed that man over money. Now it was 2023, yes, they did. And so he couldn't say nothing. That's sad. They killed that man because he was going to talk. He was going to talk. 
Mm-hmm. He was going to talk and they killed that man. But what else is the talk of the talk of the talk of the talk? I gave y'all some of the what and the what that was going on in Baltimore City. Then we just talking about that dark show. And then we talked about this other stuff about coffee and everything else like that. But y'all know what is a real what in the world? <laughs> what 50 say he's going to come out with a documentary and say, Did he do it? Oh, y'all know what I'm talking about. No other than the hip hop mother, Mr. Sean Diddy Combs himself, or whatever he wants to be called these days. Yes, there he go. He was first Puff Daddy, then he was Puffy, then he was P Diddy, then he was just Diddy, and then he eventually came out saying he wanted people to call him Brother Love, them AKAs. So I got to just change his name like what? Every. Five, seven years. I don't know what is his method to the madness. Um, but they said, Brother Love, this Diddy. And like 50 said, I was falling out with 50 saying he's gonna come out <laughs> with the documentary on Diddy Do It. You get it? Using his name, Diddy Do It. Oh man, he has a twist for words and some production there. Do you hear me? Um, but yeah, Sean Diddy Combs has been receiving oh baby some stuff and like within the last month he he even came out finally with a statement and said the last couple of weeks because it seems like within 30 days puffy has got four lawsuits filed against him for allegations of sexual abuse yeah sexual uh abuse okay Fall lawsuits. The first one was stemming from Miss Cassandra Ventura, known as Cassie, who he was in a relationship with 13 years. The day after Cassie filed her suit, the next day, Diddy settled. But him, as well as his lawyer, I guess the lawyer came out with a statement on behalf of Diddy saying that the settlement in no way is implying that he is saying that he was guilty. He just rubber did it. You know, got it done. He wished Cassie the best of luck. Um, but in my opinion, yeah, it certainly does because I don't mean no harm, baby. If somebody's saying that I'm doing stuff, then see, that's one thing. Like I said, people can say what they want to say about all Kelly, or maybe Ari Kelly. I can't even say he ain't had the money to pay everybody off or however it was or whatever else like that. But that's why he had his day in court. Diddy, for whatever reason, is trying to sell that court. And this came with this Cassie, who he's been in a relationship for 13 years. I don't know why she would have a reason to lie. But of course, he is saying that she lied. And the next thing you know, it was the next day. And he got settled with her. So you know what he was saying? He was saying that prior to that, or the year prior, she had was trying to say something and she wanted this money that was denied. So then he came, she came up with these claims. But Cassie basically filed her federal lawsuit alleging that Diddy subjected her to sexual acts while forced her to be involved in sexual acts as well as drugged her and physically abused her. Yes. She even said that when they broke up, Puffy Diddy allegedly broke into a house and raped her. But like I said, right now, it's no active investigation. That has been confirmed um, by the police department. It's no active investigation. But uh, Diddy's lawyer, Ben Brassman, is saying it was no way an admission of his guilt. Now, Puffy finally, after receiving 234, because after Cassie, and he settled on her, it's been one, two, three, three more that have came out. And Puffy, I guess at this point, is just like, uh, I keep on going back to saying Puffy, right? 
Because I'm telling you, that man has been all types of stuff over the years. I mean, not all types of stuff, but he keep on changing his name, his aliases. And who am I to talk? Me being God of Shad, Shad Sorrel, the Emperor's Lady Cake Mix, okay? I done had some names too. I done had um, Goldie on the Mac. That was back in the day when I was doing my uh, hip hop. And I remember looking at that Pit movie. Remember the Pit Goldie and stuff? I was just like that movie. It was too young for her to be looking at that movie. Um, but I had that nickname, Goldie. Then I remember I was um, Baby Love. Um, so I had a couple of hip hop names. Um, I used my real name for a while, Miss Chastity. And then I went to Chas Real. Um, wasn't saying the Empress. I was saying the mother at first. So I didn't have my switch ups. So, okay, Diddy, I get it. But yeah, you be switching it up a lot. And I do get it. Uh, I guess reinventing yourself, me not reinventing myself. It just was different parts of me. Um, but let's get back on and talk about that. So now you said four and like the last. 30 days. Puffy finally released a statement on his own. Not one from his lawyers, not one from any type of spokesman or representative. And he released this statement on December the 6th, which was yesterday, on a Wednesday, VIA Instagram. Yes. They came on Instagram to write, and I quote, and his statement was in all caps, all caps, y'all, all caps. And basically, he's saying that they captain. Okay. He says, enough is enough. For the last couple of weeks, I have sat silently and watched people try to assassinate my character, destroy my reputation and legacy. Um, sickening allegations have been made against me by individuals looking for a quick payday. Let me be absolutely clear. I did not do any of the awful things being alleged. I will fight for my name, my family, and for the truth. I don't know, Diddy. I don't know. I don't know. I got to go back into the archives and see what he was saying and everything. I was like, that when all yeah, Kelly was girl. going through, what he was going through, because I believe Diddy had a whole bunch to say. And I think Diddy was saying that people ain't going to be keep lying on you and all Diddy these different women. Huh? Where did he have to go back into? What'd you say? Where? The archives. That's wrong, too, Moni. Yes, yes. <laughs> yes, darling. <laughs> darling, it's wrong. <laughs> darling, it's so wrong. It's so wrong. It's archives. <laughs> Bless, bless your heart. Yes, it is. Bless my heart. That's right, Ronnie. Put an end to my mess. <laughs> to my oh my god, put an end to it, Ronnie, so I can begin to talk right. You know, Mimi, put an end to it. Put an end to it. What I'm thinking about cooking, I said, child. Oh, me. Oh, my. See, that's what I be saying. See, look, money know I know well. I mean, well, bless my heart. Bless my heart. I just be talking about stuff. And I know what I'm saying right And I just be chill. I don't know. I say something else, but thank you for catching it. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you for catching it. Guess, guess what? 
Diddy didn't got caught up too. Diddy didn't got caught up too. And even though I'm missing on how I'm saying my neck, uh, my words, it don't even matter how you wish to say his name. Sean Combs, Mr. Combs, Puffy, Puff Daddy, Diddy, P Diddy, Brother Love, or whatever you want to call him. I don't know, y'all, but it looked like Diddy might be sitting outside of the city up in a jail right mm -hmm. while on camera. I'm trying to tell oh, you. No, no, he's not being criminally charged, though. He being he's civilly being charged. He's being sued, right? He being yeah, he being civilly charged, and this is all on the result, you know, in New York City where they have brought it out um, for the survivors, um, the survivors act, and I think that it's ready to run out or something, right? They opened it up for like a point in time, like it did not even matter how long ago it was or whatever else like that. Like it wasn't the limit. Of, yeah, um, because I'm wondering because it, it doesn't sound like these people, the, um, these women are saying that he raped them. He yes. fondled them or touched them inappropriately. Oh yeah, this last one that just now came out. It was a young lady when she was 17. Now her name was not um, released either, but this was 20 years ago, and she is the legend that at the age of 17 she was flown out. I believe she lived in Minnesota. Flew out from Minnesota all the way up to New York uh, to, you know, interact with Diddy and his entourage um, up at the studios. In the evidence, they got pictures of him being there because basically he just blatantly out denied that he don't know her. She ain't never be there. And they released these photos to say, oh, well, look at this. You remember me? Now, that doesn't necessarily saying that what, what she says happened, happened. But she does have evidence because they're saying that initially Puff Daddy was like, I don't even know this child. This child ain't been up here and been up here with me. And then it was a picture released of her sitting on his leg. It was a picture released of her like standing by a wall pointing to his name with a P and a D. So I don't know why Puffy would just blatantly, openly deny he did not know her. But again, it's been 20 years ago. Because it's probably again, been 27,000 other women. Because right. Probably That's probably what I was going to say. It has been 20 years ago. Diddy has been involved with, you know, several again, women. Right. Everybody know about Diddy. Right. Everybody know about his party. See, problem, you know, the problem that I'm having with this, too, is that people are jumping on Cassie's bandwagon. Cassie put up with that man for years in a relationship and out of a relationship. She put up with that man for years. So, yeah, she has some stress to get off of her chest when it deals with Pit, with Diddy. Now, you coming up to the studio one day out of um, seven days in a week, and you was up in the studio for one day, knowing that maybe 15 other girls is going to be in here in another hour, and you talking about, girl. Mm. But she's the legend that she was actually game raping. She's saying that she's bandwagon because she's paid her dues. That's right. why she sued him because she paid her dues with this fool. That's different. She suffered for years. Her difference her is thing. that she suffered for years with him. You coming up to the studio, standing next to the P Diddy, all smiling and laughing and sitting on my lap and giggling and shit. What, what, what's supposed to happen when you sit your ass on my lap? Hmm. You ain't no but damn what she's alleging is that she was what she's alleging, Monty, is that she was 17 years old when she went to the studio. She's saying that she was provided drugs and alcohol, and later on she was sexually assaulted inside of a bathroom. Um, I guess against her will. She's saying she doesn't really have any. I guess she was so drugged up or so high, she couldn't really give the consent so now, that now she's now saying was necessary. But she's alleging like gangry because she's saying puffy raped her in his bathroom. Um, somebody else that was like a head of bad boy 
raped her in the bathroom and somebody else. She said it was like three gentlemen and then she was flew back out to her hometown and she don't even remember. Like she just woke up in her hometown. So that was the latest. That was the latest. But that is what Puffy you is saying. Uh, um, and like very, very probably inappropriate, right? Mm -hmm. But it's a, honest, it's a very honest question. Do you believe her? Do I believe her? Mm -hmm. On the strength of Me Too that we just had three years ago, do you believe her? Mm. Well, I'm going to say this. Um, I would not understand any reason for a woman for something so serious to lie on an individual. But I mm. am wise enough to know that that does happen we do have people well, the strength who make, of everything we just we do through. have people who we make false allegations ago. that's just because like that's just like how is, i was thinking that's how i was just thinking in regards to like r kelly right when i was thinking in regards to r kelly like okay yeah he did some treacherous shit it was underage women and stuff like that and everything i'll say that but that was but, the theme for r kelly his was a theme we kept hearing about it we kept hearing about it we kept hearing right from these women over and over again for even when he was on his trial back in 2005 five, we still believe that he did we believe that he did it we've seen the video we knew that was that nigga peeing on that girl on we that young and we believe but what's see, what's see, what's crazy believe to me what's him. crazy to me Marnie and then like you know I was going to say at the end of the day and, and then I know I like, it's not right, but when it comes to certain stuff like this, you know what I mean? It's just like, to me, like, all right, like, puppy, like, how you saying being her, being her, just, just like as a woman, me mm. period, me flat out, like, I already know, like, I'm not going to no man house two and three o'clock in the morning and not thinking that he's expecting Set. I'm just not you know what I'm saying? Not to say it's not right. If I get over there and I want to have sex and I say no, of course I wouldn't know what nobody assault me. But just like I said, for the life of me, I don't know what would bring a woman to lie about something so serious and something so traumatic to lie on somebody and say that they raped you. But then I know that that does happen, right? That, I know point. that that does happen. Why Cassie is the catalyst to the rest of their issues. Because she's not claiming the same. It's not the same. Mm. She was in a relationship with this man and dealt with him on a different level than just meeting him at a studio. Right. And you was come. You came to that studio. She was working for this, and she suffered for years. You know, you came to that studio to be a fight. That's what I'm saying. So I don't understand. That's why I was 17 or not. Even at 17, and you was you happy knew, to be there. You, knew you came to that studio to be a fight. You came there, and you knew what was going no on. And I'm saying that she should have been saying something. Like I said, I'm I'm Did great. Did she come I, I feel I, I feel good. I feel good that women that have been violated in this way, no matter how long the time was, have had the yeah, opportunity to speak up. You know, and state their claim or whatever. But I'm just trying to think, like, and, and most people would think that if someone was raped or assaulted in this way, that you would come out and say it right away. But even me, you know, am I saying it? I right feel away. like I'm not even talking you know, about right I'm, I'm talking mm. about the assessment period. When you assess this, 
why is Cassie's situation your catalyst to try to bring down this man? Why is Cassie your catalyst to try to bring? Because Cassie's situation is not the same as y'all's. You're right. So what you're saying with the Cassie situation is more ago. likely that that happened. Even that's though he's saying him settling, that's not what you name the guilt. Years ago, and Cassie dealt with that man for years. That's not the same. Right. They so now that up. she came out and he settled with her, you want to give knowing you was a willing participant. It's, exactly. You. She's get, They're giving me. But two. you know, people was trying to. But hold Cassie's on. Not giving me too. You know, people was trying to say that. Something out of it. But hold up, now. You know, people was trying to say that about Cassie. It was like, but even though she was in a relationship with him for thirteen too. years, what like I'm, what I'm saying is, if those other women that's doing a lawsuit sound more so me too ish than anything else. Cassie's saying, "Look, I was aggrieved in this relationship. This man put me through it." In this relationship, we were in love, we were together, but this thing was horrible. That's not the right. same as being me too. Cassie wasn't me too. Mm. Cassie was in a relationship with that man and he treated her dirty. That's different. Then you saying well, I'm all coming the girls to the who's coming to a studio. That's why I'm asking the question. Did this girl sing? Was she coming into the to, to the studio to record her debut? I doubt that. Didn't say nothing about that. Because I doubt it. She was coming to be a thought. Okay. <laughs> Saying she knew what it was. She knew what she was doing. Or maybe she just wanted to be in that company I money because that's what I'm saying. Like, nope. you nope. can't even necessarily say that. Nope. Maybe she just thought that she was going to get an opportunity or whatever else like that, but the moment you get there and you engage in drinking and all this and all that, like how you make it to the bathroom, they ain't drag you, but that's what she like. So apparently this person probably 40 our age now. Well, 17, 20 years ago. Yeah, 37. Our age now. We knew exactly what we was doing at 17 at our age. And we knew what we were going to get into at our age if we ever met a famous person. I did. Years That's why I say God forgive me because I didn't want to be insensitive to listen, all of the women that was listen, listen. <laughs> done the and way they was done friend. by all Kelly. But I had a crush on all Kelly. Baby, and I said, "Ooh, if he okay. was able to touch me, I would have not said nothing." Look, in our group of friends, 17, 17 ish years, you know, that seventeen years, that was genuine. Mm. All the things that everybody was saying they would do to that man if they had met him in the studio. Yeah. You think that 17-year-old girl wasn't thinking that too? Yeah. Come up. But then Literally. allegedly, too, because of all of these allegations coming out and all saying, these different lawsuits, they are saying that, that a lot of Diddy's, uh, I guess, other popular, popular hip-hop friends and other celebrities are kind of like separating from him because That's of these allegations coming up. And now everybody's talking about all these wild parties. and claim goes with Cassie, and I don't think they should be using Cassie as the catalyst to try to do that, because they should have been did it. They should have been not being quiet if it was all these different people that was in under the covers that had all these grievances with Diddy. They should have did it during the Me Too movement. That's what we had. That's what it was for. Now you, well, went, you, you sat there witnessed all the I stuff. Guess, that and I think Diddy ain't really worried about it because Diddy was quiet when Cassie came out with the stuff. He was quiet. He was looking sad. But now that these other ladies coming out, he's like, hold on, wait a minute. 
I'm going on Instagram. I'm going to say something about this. He was not quiet. He came out. And I, and like I said, even though the lawyer was saying that that does not state his guilt, I really do believe like he was like, no, I don't even feel like going to you no know, court about this and got to hear this stuff or whatever else like that because I was with her 13 years. And that's why I'm guessing, you know, money is making a point. 13 years is different than one account occurrence. So whatever she said for 13 years, you know, it was a lot of shit that she's seen. So I'm sure that there's a lot of stuff that she could have, you know what I mean? Let out or whatever. And I don't know if it's necessarily she ain't, Buffy ain't want all of it to be put out there or all be heard or what she was uh, saying that he did. They come out, they coming out of the woodworks with this against him. Not that I'm like, again, I'm not saying that they might not be telling the truth. What I'm saying is, don't use Cassie's situation. It's not the same as you hoes. Mm. <laughs> Cassie wasn't the hoe. She was the girlfriend. Fiance. Ooh. You hoes are different. Mm. You hoes came there for an attention. Y'all used to be his woes and his hoes. Now y'all his foes doing shows, trying to get his dough. Then he's saying no. Oh, 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 I don't know, y'all. <laughs> you, you, ain't had no oh, you, know, you can't sing a lick. What the hell else was you there? You were there to be a groupie. You were there to be a groupie. You got flown out to be a groupie. You wasn't there to hit no tune. You didn't know how to work a keyboard. You couldn't press that right. button and make anybody auto-tune. Bitch, I ain't here for it. And Diddy ain't probably know she was 17. Well, Puffy, because he was Puffy that day. He was still probably Puff Daddy. What I 20 years ago, I think he was still there. She got her 17-year-old ass on an airplane by herself. Yeah, she did. And, and was like, I want to be to see Diddy. I ain't that like I said. And I'm was not that but you can't I'm, blame her, though, for I'm being that vulnerable, that type of teenager that went up in there. You know, if she didn't want to be touched. Wait, 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 and wait. this happened to her. Wait, 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 because no, you tried to jump on Cassie's coattails because you saw money being passed around, and here we go. Let me, Let me see if I can get some. I don't, I don't think it's going to go anywhere. She's probably not even going to get settled because he's probably going to fight that one. Oh, that's what he said. I think he's definitely going to fight that. He then came out and made this because statement and all cats on Instagram, and he said that they can't. Now, all of this stuff because of this Cassie lawsuit. Y'all know even before that, it's been some things coming out about Diddy. Like people been talking about his parties, people been having allegations about him being, you know, you know, going both ways, having but some freaky ways and all that other stuff. I mean, you yeah, know, his sexual life is his business, and certainly we so. Um, story on back in the day on the radio about him and Usher. That was nothing new. Nothing new. Yeah, and there's several others, and there's several others, and different ones who, who or whatever want to be alleged. But it's just crazy when stuff like that. I know it has to be very, very trying to be his status, or just you know, I guess to be in that celebrity status, and when stuff come out, and then you know, everybody knows about it all over the world or whatever. So if he did it or if he didn't do it, I'm not deeming him guilty or whatever else like that. You know, he ain't never been one of my favorite people, but I am sending prayers up. For Diddy, because I cannot imagine what stress that is to be having somebody say something about you, and now that you're coming out and saying that it's not true, I know because I hate. I've been lied on, mistreated, such as that. You hate me. I'm ready to start singing the the church song, but me too, because I hate when people lie on me. 
I hate when I was like that. So him coming out and saying that somebody lied on him or whatever, I like that, you know, I feel for him. And I feel for the woman too, I guess, if they're coming out trying to say whatever their story is or whatever, I guess they believe it. For the life of me, I don't believe why somebody would lie. But we do have to recognize that people do do that. So like I said, don't classify them guilty until you really know because all of that stuff happened. And I'm not necessarily saying because he had this money and everything else like that, that he did this. I guess that's why they say people, people say money is the root of all evil and it's not what you do with money, it's what people with money do. Okay, so they're saying that part you've been living reckless a, a while, but I had him in hand stuff about this. I mean, you know, yeah, crazy stuff for sexually that he's been engaged in, but not violating nobody. Um, aside from, yeah, you know, when Cassie came out and she didn't necessarily say, um, that well, she did say he was. She was alleging that he is su subjected her to do acts of sexual acts, like ha get have sex with people, record her, and all that other stuff. You know, freaky stuff, freaky, freaky, deaky stuff. And I mean, you know, he's the man, but yeah, that's what it is. Y'all gotta get ready to get up here. I did see somebody say something in the comments, Moni. If you can, right before, I'm surprised you ain't pushing me up off here. It's eight fifty seven. Um, but if you can read that real quick or put that at that Diddy been with since forever, he did it. No doubt in my mind. That is what Chopper Man is. That Chopper Man. And try said, but yeah, well, yeah, my people said that Diddy did it. <laughs> did he do it? Chopper Man thinks he did. I don't disagree. I'm not saying that he didn't do it. I just said Cassie's situation wasn't your catalyst. That's right. Your catalyst because it's not the same. Right, I get it. So that's what we saying. We're not saying you should have been said something. One, not not been said something because the time of you know you know time consumption you know because of time. But Ben said something because we just went through this. Mm. You heard all the speeches about don't stop stop holding it back, stop stay, being silent. You heard all the speeches that was just three years ago, and if you our age, you really heard it. You was listening. So, so what you saying? Why you ain't been saying something? Later and still acting like you was being silent for a reason. What was your reason for not saying something when Me Too was jumping off? I don't know. You maybe you, maybe you need that ambition. But the thing is, even when and Me Too was jumping off, it wasn't. I guess nobody came out to say nothing about Diddy. So maybe she felt. And probably like this is now my time that somebody says something, so then they're more likely but to believe me. Want to jump it off is my point. If you really was feeling hurt, now because now you feel you feeling hurt because Cassie was hurt. But if you was really hurt, you should have been the one to say that he did this to me and jump it off and let all the other people. And Marty, I know we gotta go, but not necessarily because that's why we have situations like this where women or even men who are sexually assaulted, like. May not Again. never say nothing. There's people right here probably watching, somebody listening, people we may know of. Just like I say, in my younger day, I know it's been situations where I feel like, like I ain't never say nothing. I, you know, I ain't never told nobody because I was unsure. It was unquestionable. Like I was ready to try to set that scenario. Like, well, I kind of did put myself in that situation, whatever else like that. And they touched me in a way or whatever else like that. I ain't want to be touched. But damn, did I put myself in that situation because I know that I was drunk and then I was over there, but I didn't over there for that we gotta talk about more about that 
The new year is right around the corner. Christmas is right around the corner. I got to get up out of here, y'all. I'm surprised that money did not throw me up in here. But those are the what and the what and those are the what in the world. Much love to you if you are a Sagittarius. Much love to you, my man who commented and said, this has been weird. He's been doing Much love to you. I hope you join me again next week. Be sure to hit me in the chats, guys, when I'm on here. Also, you know, the phone lines are always open. And I didn't throw that up. I think we got them up. But yeah, call me next week and talk to me. But if you can't talk to me live on the air, make sure you send me a chat or any type of message through the show while I'm on here. Also, email me. Email me, y'all. Email me. You can email me. Info at BeExposedRadio.com. Or even if you want to be a guest at Be a Guest at BeExposedRadio.com. Check us out. BeExposedRadio.com. Starting with a www or BeExposedMedia.com. Also, you can holler at me in my personal, okay, my personal inbox on Facebook Messenger, Chastity, the Emperor's Dorsey, or the real and you better live page. But like the page, like the show. And every Thursday I come through, you know, you know, you know how I go. You got to watch the show. You got to watch the show. Cause you never know. You never know. I'm up out here, y'all. God bless you. God loves you. You know what it is and you know what it gives. It's more than like the dinosaur. Yeah, you better live. I'll see y'all next week. Love you. <laughs> <laughs>